This episode of the Trek Geeks podcast is brought to you by the Trek Geek Shop. Now you can help support our show and get yourself some cool Star Trek gear at the same time. Check out our line of t-shirts, mugs, hats, and other items for your inner Trek geek at shop.trekgeeks.com. Hi, this is Andy Robinson, Elam Garrick on Star Trek Deep Space Nine, and you are listening to the biggest little podcast this side of the Gamma Quadrant. It's the Trek Geeks podcast with Dan Davidson and Bill Smith. Failure to tune in would not sit well with the Obsidian Order. little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant and the second favorite podcast of attendees everywhere at STLV. Welcome to a special supplemental episode of Trek Geeks. I'm Bill Smith. Hi, and I'm Dan Davidson. And yeah, welcome to supplemental number five. Uh, Today, we're going to bring you a special recording of a panel called the Podcasting Summit that was held at the Roddenberry stage at Quark's Bar during STLV 50. My illustrious podcast partner, Bill, was a guest on this panel while I was over at Revolt Tattoo getting my Deep Space Nine ink on that special Sunday last week. And uh, we can't thank the folks at Roddenberry Entertainment enough for allowing us to share the stage with, or uh, for Bill to share the stage with so many amazing people and for making this audio available to all of our listeners. And Bill, I can only imagine it was a true honor to be included with such amazing talent. It really was. You know, first off, I, I have to say this is going to be an episode of Trek Geeks like no other because, in truth, it's actually hosted by John Champion and Ken Ray from Mission Log. So uh, I suppose it'll probably be everybody's favorite. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's true. And there's not a lot of me, so that is a big plus right there. So that makes it a, my favorite right off the bat. That's what I thought. <laughs> Looking at some of the other panelists, I mean, there are, as John will mention in the audio, there are tons of Star Trek podcasts, and there were eight represented on the stage, including Mission Log. And there's a bunch of fantastic shows, and we really encourage everybody to check them out. You can check the show notes for links, but let me run through the list of panelists. There's Andy from Women at Warp. There's Aaron Harvey from Trek FM Saturday Morning Trek. There's Elijah from Priority One Podcast, who actually trapped all of this audio and and uh you know, fixed it up for everybody and did a fantastic job. Nice. There's Terry Lynn from the GNT show. There's yours truly, me. There's Lisa from TrekRadio.net. And lastly, but certainly not least, there's Kayla Yakovino from Trek Movie Shuttlepod. So I think you'll agree, Dan, it is a great collection of people who put out podcasts and me. I'm glad that you differentiated, but you know. We can't give you too much non-credit. You did a great job. I'm sure everybody's going to love all of the discussion at this panel. I really wish I could have been there in person, but uh, um, I'm sure everybody's going to enjoy it. Me too. So without further ado, here is the audio from the Podcaster Summit. 
Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome John Champion and Ken Ray from the Mission Long Podcast to the stage. Am I here? Yeah, sure. Okay, I'm here. You be there. I will. I'll be you. Hi. Welcome into a special edition of Mission Log, a Roddenberry Star Trek podcast. I'm Ken Ray. And I'm John Champion. Each week on Mission Log, we examine an episode of Star Trek, picking apart the morals, meanings, messages, and trying to determine if the whole thing stands the test of time. And that is not what we're doing today. We haven't done that all week. We have not done that all week. This is a running gag. That's we what we call it We maybe should have thought business. about writing a different intro. Yeah, maybe. We maybe. got the one, though, and it seems to work. Yeah, sure. So there was a time when fandoms of all sorts were sort of singular. You might be into Star Trek, but how did you know with whom you could geek, right? Um, and in 2004, something really wonderful hit the scene. Podcasts came along, and they turned individuals who sat in their basements talking to themselves about Star Trek into community leaders who sit in their individual basements and talk to the world about Star Trek. Um, today, some of those leaders join us to talk about the communities that support them and the communities that they support. So, would our podcast panel please come to the stage? That means you. Hey, everybody. All of you. Come on down. You're here? Uh, yeah. Yeah, wherever you like. Wherever you like. Don't sit there. Actually, we need you guys to scoot over because there's yeah. one more. Is there one more? Right there. Yep. Someone can sit with the corners. Yeah, there you go. Cool. So we should start probably by having everybody introduce themselves just a really quick because we'll get, we'll make sure everybody knows where to find you guys later, but just start with your name and the show you represent or the show that you're part of or the show that you produce. How about right here? Hi, I'm Andy. I'm from Women at Work. Oh, one more time. One more time here with Andy. This time with feeling. Does it bring me I'm Andy and I'm from Women at Warp. Nope. This is Andy. She's with Women at Warp. I'm Aaron Harvey and I'm from Saturday Morning Track. Here we go. I'm Elijah from Priority One Podcast. They've already got their hands. They got mics. I'm Kayla Yacobino, and I'm with Shuttlepod, the TrekRadio.com podcast. I'm Lisa Getzko, and I'm with TrekRadio.net. I'm Bill Smith with Trek Geeks. And I'm Tara Lynn Schull with the G&T Show. So right. that's like uh, seven different shows represented up here, right? Yes, and it's very incomplete. Actually, there, eight if you count ours. Yeah, if you count us. Yeah, there's a million Star Trek podcasts. That's the scientific number I came up with. Yeah, exactly a million. And without any one of these, it would be nine hundred ninety-nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, it's very incomplete. You know, there were a lot of people that we asked who couldn't make it, and people who just completely slipped my mind uh, for no better reason than it's a million names that I have to keep track of at That's any true. given time. So we want to thank uh, this panel for joining us. It's very, very cool that they could all make it. One of the things that I noticed uh, when we started coming to this convention, when we launched our show here four years ago, is that I knew the names of podcasts. I knew the names of networks like Trek FM and Trek Radio, but I didn't really know who was who and who did what and how many shows were represented by that. And I always wanted this to happen. I always wanted to have a place 
where all of you could see the people who make the shows that you listen to. And I wondered that it'd be something to come out of this, a little more kind of community feeling out of, uh, out of what we do. So thank you all at the start for doing this, for joining us, and, uh, and allowing us to talk. We want you guys to think of questions. We have some questions. Uh, Ken, why don't you kick it off with, uh, with what we want to know from our esteemed panel? Well, I guess one of the questions I have is, I mean, again, there's a bunch of Star Trek podcasts represented here, and it's nowhere near all of the Star Trek podcasts. How do you guys, how do you guys go about distinguishing yourselves or sort of, you know, what makes your podcast your podcast as opposed to just another Star Trek podcast? And anybody who wants to start, jump in. Yeah. Uh, I'll go ahead and start. Uh, the GNT show is more of a general Star Trek podcast. We do cover the weekly news, the weekly um, uh, information, the product news that comes out from CBS and all of that. But we like to distinguish ourselves as covering the Star Trek characters. So we tend to really focus on the storytelling of Star Trek. We love covering the literature, so the books, the comic books. Uh, the forms of the written communication, the script writing, things like that, as opposed to just um, really focusing on the celebrity uh, interview and or the games. We, we really try to keep ourselves focused on uh, the, the storytelling of Star Trek, which is what we, we love so much. Mine is uh, far more selfish. <laughs> uh, Trek Geeks was born out of my friendship with my, my longtime friend Dan Davidson. We worked together for a long time, and Star Trek was what brought us together. And we decided once after we hadn't seen each other in a decade, and we, you know, we met again at a convention in Boston, that, you know, we laughed the entire time. And really, our podcast is as much about Star Trek as it is about our friendship. And that's really kind of what sets it apart for us. I mean, yeah, we all talk about Star Trek, but Dan and I sort of do it through the microcosm of how he and I interact and how it brought us together. I know for us, uh, for Trek Radio, uh, we had so many friends that were talented and the amount of projects that were going on in the community, we wanted to create a space to bring them all in. If you can have sports radio and politics radio and 1980s music radio, then why not Star Trek radio and, and sci-fi? And so that's what we really did. We just wanted to bring all, all these members into one place and have a 24 hours a day, seven days a week radio station where you could listen to everything, including the conventions and events. Uh, for the Shuttlepod podcast, uh, I like to see us as a sort of an extension of the website. TrekMovie.com um, is the, the website where this was born out of. Um, and it started, um, I believe, at a convention last year, I want to say, where Jared and Brian, um, the other two hosts who are back over there um, with Shuttlepod, wanted to talk about um, the motion picture because they had a long discussion about it and they realized they had a lot of interesting disagreements about, about the film and they thought we should record this and see if people are interested in it. And so we were like, let's try this podcast thing and we use it sort of as an extension of, you know, we have our heads in the Star Trek news um, world constantly because we're constantly, you know, doing the news thing for the site. And so this was like an opportunity to us, for us to be able to talk about it more and talk about our thoughts and sort of ed editorialize a bit more on the news that we present. And then also every once in a while do these deep dives into like the motion picture. We did Generations. We did um, All Good Things. Um, and then, you know, sprinkled in with podcasts that are just about the, the latest news and kind of our thoughts on it. So... So uh, with Priority One, I, I think um, 
you know, G and T, Terry and I, and and Lisa and I have been friends, geez, from the since the beginning, six, seven years, since, yeah. yeah, six seven years now. Um, and I think something that's that separates Priority One is that uh, we're very formatted. Uh, we started off focusing as a Star Trek Online focused show, um, inviting the developers from Cryptic Studios on from time to time as often as we can get them uh, to discuss updates from the game. And then in the last year, uh, the team and I have uh, begun to broaden our scope. So we start covering more of Star Trek, still focusing most of our attention, or a lot of our attention rather, uh, to Star Trek Online uh, and its community, you know, whether we engage on social media, uh, through their forums, um, or our own. Um, but it's been a wild ride, and, and, and it's, uh, it's fantastic to be here, so thank you. I think for Saturday Morning Trek, the easiest thing, I guess, what separates it from all the other podcasts is there, I don't think there is an animated series podcast out there. I don't think there has been an animated series podcast. So basically, I'm separate, I'm kind of focusing on that, but I'm also focusing on all the other things that happened in the 1970s, because you run out of the animated series rather quickly, and you can only talk about it so many times. Um, so we're exploring, like, Planet of the Titans, which has had a little bit of an influence on the new uh, Star Trek Discovery, at least the design of the ship. Um, and we'll be moving into Phase 2 eventually, and then into the motion picture. So that's sort of... Our focus is kind of capturing those stories that if they're not captured now, we're just going to disappear. So. Um, I started podcasting basically by tripping over it. Um, <laughs> I started a, a Twitter account where I was live tweeting my first time through Star Trek, and people started asking me to be on their show and be like, you've never seen Star Trek. Tell me about that. Um, and I just kept falling over these amazing women, especially on Trek Radio, because we did... Um, we did with all things. Yes, you're here. I know. I can't turn all the way around. I'm not the alien. Uh, so we um, we all met actually on All Things Trek, which was on Trek Radio with Grace, and kind of just really liked each other. Thought we had some of the same things we wanted to discuss, and kind of the same lens we wanted to. T- look at. And we didn't really feel like there was a podcast dedicated solely to women in Star Trek and that that was something that needed to be addressed. So, yeah, it's been really, really fun. Do, uh, do, do you guys feel like, you know, since we can't all listen to all of everybody else's shows, um, do you kind of have in your mind at all when you're developing something or discussing something, oh, I, I don't want to talk about this this way because somebody else might have already covered it. You know, I, I feel like, sure, there are infinite numbers of topics that we can cover when it comes to Star Trek, but there's only so much, you know, recap or analysis that, I, that you can do. I can tell you personally that there's been a couple of stories that will come across that I know that aren't necessarily the best fit for our show, so what I'll do is I'll refer them. Especially when it comes to Star Trek Online, I know that Priority One is going to be the focus podcast for that. But if there's a women's issue, well, I may speak about it on my show. Um, what I'll do is I'll kick it off, and I'll make sure that Women at Warp gets it, because I want to make sure that uh, it gets out to the biggest audience possible. Nice. Yeah, I mean, we did an animated series show, and we had Aaron on to talk about the animated series. I mean, sometimes there's overlap in topics, but also, no matter what, even if you're discussing the same topic that 20 million have, people have already discussed, you're going to have new conversations about it, because that's how dense Star Trek is, so that's nice. Well, I know for us, since we syndicate a lot of the other shows, whenever we have our opinion, 
Um, we tend to try and do what you say. You know, we don't want to repeat something that our, our different shows have already done. So what's really helped us is just to create that community and, and talk with each other. Because then I know what they talked about on GNT or I know what they talked about on Priority One. And, and then we just sort of continue the conversation from there. And I find that sometimes, you know, if I'll listen to, to GNT, for instance, and, and they bring up a topic that I, that I really like, one of the nice things about the relationships that, that some of us have is that, you know, I, I, you know, I'll say, and then Terry Lynn said this on GNT, yeah. and spin off that discussion, which then allows this cross, this, you know, cross promotion. Um, because, as you mentioned, some things are going to overlap in terms of topics. Well, when I first started doing the animated series, I know that John and Ken had actually covered it, and so I went back and I did a little bit of listening just to make sure that I wasn't going to do something that they were covering. And, and our show tends to be a little bit more stream of thought sometimes. We'll throw in clips of related era topics and things like, you know, we'll, we'll for some reason have something about Martina Navratilova. You know, it's just like random stuff that it fits into a conversational node that we have, but it isn't necessarily Star Trek. So we, we try to really have fun with the editing as well. So it's like it's a little bit different in that sense. I'd just like to briefly echo what Andy said. Um, I don't think there's necessarily a topic that I feel is off limits. Um, uh, it, obviously, I wouldn't steal the format of another show. I'm not going to all of a sudden decide to go episode by episode and find the message in every in, in every episode. <laughs> like really Mission Log. Actually, we that would be a great podcast, like a really wouldn't great it? Show. I'd like we to should, hear that. I don't know. Does anybody want Nick? They can have no. <laughs> But yeah, I think it's about, um, you know, every podcast here, as we started, the first question you asked was, how do you stand out, right? And right. so everyone here has a different viewpoint, a different angle. Um, and so, yeah, we could, we could all talk about the exact, we could do the same show, I think, and they would come out with seven or eight completely different shows. Who here actually records in the room with your co-hosts? Wow. Okay. Wow. I know that, I mean, I've been doing a, I've been podcasting for 11 years now, um, and it's, I don't want to sound like poor, pitiful me and say it's a lonely thing, but I mean, I work by myself. I, I work with John, but I do a lot of my work by myself, and even when we're talking, he's 3,000 miles away. Yeah. Um, coming to a place like this is, is amazing, because people, and I'm sure it's happened to every one of you, are coming up and saying, oh, I listen to you all the time, I hate your show, I don't know why you do it. <laughs> It's really wonderful to be here and have people come up. What is your sense of your community when you're not here? When you're not, when you don't go downstairs and there are 5,000 of your friends waiting to talk to you, when it's you and your microphone, what is your sense of, of the people who are listening at the times when nobody is listening? It's, um, it's difficult, at least from my perspective. You know, uh, Trek Geeks is only about a year and a half old, and for a large part of that time, Dan and I have kind of felt like we're in a bit of a bubble. Mm -hmm. I mean, we're aware of the other shows. We listen to a lot of the other shows, but we try purposefully to not sort of prejudice our own discussions. Mm -hmm. So uh, we look forward to this as the opportunity to break bread with everybody else and to get ideas and to share best practices. Um, and then we take it from there and we, we go on. We've had some great interactions and it's been really helpful for us. That's, okay, that's interesting and that actually sort of takes it to two parts now because I think you're answering the question of community as far as community of podcasters. I'm also talking about the people listening. Yeah. Well, well there's that too. Um, we, we don't get the engagement that we hope for 
necessarily, and we mm -hmm. found that that piece has been difficult. We do get some great feedback all the time. We've gotten more great feedback while being here than we ever do remotely at home in New Hampshire and Maine. Mm -hmm. I, have a, I have a side question, just because I think it goes hand in hand with it. Um, do any of you, I mean, who does a live show? Because you do the live show. Well, I know that. I mean, you're on 24 hours a day, girl. I'm just saying. I mean, we do both. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, GNT does a live show, and one of our the advantages that we have is we have a live chat room, so it's easy for us to interact with our um, listeners as we record. So we're talking to them all the time. I know Elijah, you record live, but you edit heavily, correct? We we used to we used to record live. Um, actually, in the last you mean, year, he's always messing up. He has to edit. Uh, yeah, no, I know, I know. Wait, this is going to be post produced, right? I'm going to be able to. Okay, no, no, um, no. We used to we used to go live, and then we um, we we came off that, and now record independently, um, and then publish it on Mondays. But to go, to answer the question, you know, it's it's. It's very interesting to meet your listeners, right? It's a humbling experience. I say this over and over again because they come up and, and people introduce themselves and I, and I kind of go, really? You listen? That's awesome. Um, Especially when they recognize your voice. Right, yeah. right. And you're like, should I know you? Yeah. And we joke that sometimes people will be like, uh, some, some listeners have even gone so far as to say, um, I heard you. I was walking down the corridor and I heard your voice and I turned around and, oh, there's your table. And they, they, didn't, they didn't have a face to the voice. Um, that is, like I said, a humbling experience. And then going offline or rather online when you're recording independently, um, the Star Trek online community uh, has always been a very passionate community. Um, so we have, you know, especially over the last year, uh, we've, we've really focused on engaging on social media platforms like Facebook or Twitter. Uh, and the engagement has been through the roof this last year. And it's been just amazing to see people answering our community questions, engaging, you know, whether it's they agree or typically disagree with me. Uh, you, you mean know, and, and agree with, yeah, yeah. <laughs> agree with Kenna and Mark and everybody else, but everybody, in my opinion, is not always the worst. Um, uh, it, it, there is a different dynamic, but still... Uh, but still fantastic to be here. You know, it's just the, the meeting everybody is amazing. Well, and I was going to echo both what Terry and Elijah said is that uh, because at the radio station, we do both pre-recorded and live stuff that um, often when they hear that you're an audio podcast or they hear that you're a radio station and they're surprised that you're taking pictures and taking video and with, you know, the new media where we're on social media, we're on YouTube, we're on Facebook Live or Periscope, that often what we do becomes a, a more complex and layered platform. It's not just you listening to us. It's also, you, like Elijah said, interacting with us on social media, interacting with us at live events, and then also when we broadcast video or, or somehow do some sort of visual presentation. Yeah, I'm, I'm curious to hear what you guys all think about the best way to interact with your audience. Because I think it's difficult. 
I think um, the social media point was a really good one. As soon as you said that, I thought, you know, I think we get probably the, the best and most meaningful and most interactions with people on like, Twitter and things like that. Uh, tweeting at us and saying, oh, I just listened to the podcast. Are you doing another one soon about this or that? And um, even though we do post, because we're you know, a website first, so even though we do post all of our, um, all of our podcasts to trekmovie.com, so there's an opportunity for people to comment there, I still feel like the best interactions happen over social media. Um, or in person. Or, or in person, yeah. But, I mean, if other people here have better ideas of how to connect with people, I know you guys have a million ways to reach you. Yeah, we're, we kind of splintered how people interact with us. You know, we have a Facebook page, we have a Twitter account, um, people email us all the time, and then we get uh, comments per episode on our website. And um, it's different types of interaction in each place. So I'm grateful for it all. Now, it would be a heck of a lot easier for me to be able to consolidate that. Um, and sometimes I think all you can do is, uh, if it's a Facebook comment or a Twitter response, you can really just sort of go in and like it, which is acknowledging that that person is there. And that's sort of a small way of saying, thank you, I hear you. I'm appreciative that you are engaging with us. But, you know, by the same token, I can't go on Twitter and have a very complex conversation with somebody. Right, right. Now, on our website, I think we get fewer comments there, at least right now, than we do on Facebook. But those tend to be really long comments. Trek Movie knows what I'm talking about because yeah. on Trek Movie, you guys started out with having this incredibly passionate, long-winded comments section. That's sort <laughs> yep. of what it's known for, <laughs> yeah. you know. So for for better or worse. Yeah, I think we have some of the same commenters <laughs> actually so quite too. a bit. I think Trek Core and all of the websites. There's a few people yeah. who go around. Well, and, and that should be mentioned too, right? The feedback, the interaction can be both positive and negative, which when you put yourself out there, you you have to know that that's coming. Not everybody's going to love you. How do you deal with it? And, and the... You... Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had... Has anybody here ever had feedback so... I mean, well, I don't want to do that. Never mind. No, do it. Do it. Do it. I know what you you're going to say. Have you ever had feedback that made you want to quit? Has anybody ever not, hit you so hard that you wanted to Not that made me want to quit, but I've had some pretty egregious things. I mean, if you're... I don't, I don't mean to play the women card. If you're a lot of things on the internet, you're going to get that. But definitely if you're a woman on the internet, you're going to get certain kinds of feedback. Yeah. That, you know, like being, being told that I, the way I speak makes me sound less educated than my, my male co-hosts. Um, things like that. Really? Um, yeah, I had a long-winded email from someone telling me that, um, oh, despite all these great credentials, you're so smart, but I wish you would talk this way because it makes, it makes you sound stupid and you should talk more like uh, Brian and Jared. Can we get a boo? Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> the, uh, the very first piece of feedback we ever received on Trek Geeks, and I've told both John and Ken about this, it was after our very first episode. We got an email comment that said, you guys really should listen to Mission Log. They're a great podcast, and you should do what they do. Yeah, we I wrote, I wrote after that. After episode one. Okay, wait, wait though. What was, the, what was the Star Wars one? When we first hit iTunes, like here. Oh, yeah. I, within a day, somebody was like, well, it's okay, but you should really listen to the Star Wars Force podcast or something like yeah. that. I can't remember what it was. Yeah, right. It, well, there was that. Was there was that, and then the people who said, um, it's a good podcast, but I wish that Rod had gotten a couple of real Star Trek Trek fans. Yeah, that's nice too. <laughs> and I thought, you know, to commit to something for 14 years, 
I, I, you know, that, that's that whole other discussion about who's a fan, who's not a fan, who's a true fan, which is a disgusting argument to have. But I, yeah, exactly. It's insidious. Um, but, you know, we kind of, yeah, we kind of committed. <laughs> we really did. Um, now, all right, when, when we pose that question, Andy handed the microphone away. We got a, a mic back in our hand. Go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that um, the more interest your show gets, the more trolls you get. So that's just yeah. that's mm -hmm. just a side effect of success. Yeah. Like if you're not if you're saying something that people are reacting to, some of those reactions are going to be bad. We got told to leave our cat condo, and I was like, "What is that?" But I don't want to leave. <laughs> wow. Um, so I mean, it's just it is what it is. Uh, you have to. For me, having uh, co-hosts that are my really good friends, that's who I turn to. Like, if we're still doing it and we still love what we're doing and we love each other, then, okay, random dude on the internet who thinks I talk too much about my cats, you're right, but I don't care, um, then it's fine. You know, you just, you turn to the person that's podcasting with you and look for support there. Yeah, I know that for us, at least, I know that you guys know that we have a slight Howard Stern aspect to some of our podcasts. So, are you are you saying you have a potty mouth? Uh, we do. We have a potty mouth. Um, and uh, Nick is known for being passionate and angry, and I'm the one who's supposed to be like the peacekeeper, which is completely ridiculous. And then we have our Klingon, who's the most passive, wonderful, beautiful, loving individual. It's so cute. Um, but we are known to incite some very passionate opinions about what we say. And so we have some spirited debate uh, in our comment section sometimes. Um, have we received death threats? Absolutely. Have I been uh, the recipient of rape threats? Absolutely. Um, but there is a, a thing that I think that Alio and others who game uh, in the past few years, especially women who have been gamers, have gone through. You just learn that it's part of, unfortunately, what we do when we put our public face out there is that you have to deal with the trolls, you have to rise above, and you just move forward. Reddit can be really mean, but here's the thing, and I got this from, so podcasting has been a learning experience for me this whole time. I have a BA in theater, they don't teach you how to podcast. Um, one thing that I learned was, and that I heard from a, a, a school, I think it was School of Post Podcasting or Audacity to Podcast, was create a folder of good comments and good feedback mm. and keep that and start filling that in. And every time you get a positive piece of feedback, put it in that folder so that when you get trolled and you're feeling really down and you want to quit, Go to that folder. Go to that folder and read about how you've affected somebody's life, how you've changed somebody's opinion, um, how much they enjoy listening to you on your ride. Um, and I've, I have valued that, that, that one little piece of feedback. I don't care what you say, Elio. Cisco's still a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you. I agree. No, we agree on that. Well, and I have to say, the negativity can come from di very different places. I mean, right now we've we've been talking about it coming from the listeners or from the community, but it can also come from some of the the talent and the actors. And, and don't get nervous; I won't name any names. But I know there was a <laughs> no. Uh, there was one year, and it was here at Star Trek Las Vegas. And um, actually, wait, is Cryptic in the room? Because I'm going to throw them under the bus. We, uh, Terry Lynn and I, used to do a panel with them uh, about Star Trek Online, 
and they would give us like master tapes and screenshots and anything they wanted to announce and, and be surprised and we would put together the uh, the audiovisual content that would go on the big screen and that particular year for whatever reason uh, the master tape didn't get sent to us till the night before while we were here like the panel was Saturday they gave it to us Friday night and you know how Vegas is you know you're still drinking Friday night <laughs> and so um, my Klingon and I David we were up all night we got 30 minutes sleep but you know anything for the fans and it was a beautiful panel but then later that day we uh, had an interview with a certain A-list celebrity <laughs> I so want to say something but I'm not going um, and he he just was having a bad day himself and dressed me down and I you know I have no reason why he was just absolutely awful and that was when you asked has it ever made you want to quit I held it together for the interview, and then as I'm walking away, I just crumbled. And then other other podcasters and, and you know vendors that, that know us saw me just kind of fall apart and go hide in the corner of the vendor room. And I and I think it was just lack of sleep, stress, you know. And it was one of those things where it, it took all of us to to really make me. Bring it back, yeah. I mean, it's going to happen. They're going to have bad days. Everybody up here knows who I'm talking about. But, um, yeah, you're going to have bad days, but you lean on the community. And I love Elijah's idea of having that folder because that particular day, my folder was everyone up on the stage. So. And before we, before we move on from this topic, I just want to say it's a really – I'm glad you brought it up. It's a really important discussion to have because – well, hearing all these stories is actually really inspirational, and then Elijah's folder idea is, I'm going to start that. But I, I just want to, to home in on the point that this is the, the vast minority yeah. of interactions yeah. that we get. Yes. And Definitely. For every, one of, for every one of those hateful interactions you get, you know, there's 99 other positive reactions that you didn't receive because people haven't come to you and said, you know, m- most of the people listening to the podcast don't interact. Um, yeah. And for some reason, the negative ones stick yeah. out, even though there's one. Among- I was going to say, if your ego is anything like mine, that one. Yeah. It's yeah. that one. But, you know, but, that, that- but I wanted, because I was going to, when I said I don't know that I want to do this, I was afraid that it was going to go into 10 minutes of negative. So I guess what I want to know now is, can you think of one of your most, I don't know, inspiring or uplifting stories? I mean, what's one, what, what has been one of the best things that's happened? And let's go ahead and assume... Star Trek Las Vegas and all the people here. I mean, is there something from the community, something from outside that you never would have expected that's now, like, that's been one of the most surprising and most amazing things? For for us, that actually happened this morning. Um, One of our listeners that I had never really gotten to meet in person came by, um, was very excited to meet all of us in person, had been listening listening to us for several years. We'd known him in the chat room for a long time and got to say, you know what, you you guys are, um, you know, kind of like that that connection that I have to Star Trek when I don't get here. Never been to a convention before, never been to any kind of a Star Trek group event before. Um, and like many people in our community, suffers from social anxiety and has, you know, had that ability to come out and say, thank you for giving me, you know, just that little extra push to come out here and meet. And I, it was just the thought that, you know, somebody has to be brave to come and meet somebody. I don't suffer from that problem. I don't know what it's like. So it's, it's, um, 
it's really special for me. I know. <laughs> She's going to make me cry. And to say it means something to somebody that they're listening to us and that something, something I say means something to somebody else. Um, I don't think anybody could be rewarded with something that's as important to say what you mean or what you say matters to me. And thank you to everybody who thinks that way about anybody else, not just me, but anybody else. We um, just yesterday, Ken, Dan and I were talking to you in the in the dealer's room, and there was a gentleman named Tom from Houston who came up to say hi to us, and we joked around with him for a bit. And then after you had walked off, he had in his possession a 40-plus-year-old Star Trek newsletter that he had had other people sign. And I mean like the Doug Drexlers of the world and the Mike and Denise Okudas and, and folks like that, people who have actually created Star Trek. And he came to Dan and I and said, you guys specifically are my link to Star Trek, and I want you to sign this newsletter. <laughs> wow. That's, we're just a couple of guys who put this podcast out into the ether, and we have no idea how it's going to resound with people. Did you charge for your offer? Uh, $35. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> cool. uh, yeah, you know, I, I don't know that I can point to a specific moment like that. You guys both have these amazing, touching stories. Um, but honestly, anytime I get any kind of positive feedback, I'm like, wait, you're listening? Oh my God, cool. You know, because we, we did this as an experiment for fun um, because it was a way for us to interact more with people and, like I said, editorialize a bit more on the things we already talk about um, and do these little deep dives and talk about Star Trek because that's what we love to do. And so if, if that is interesting to someone at all, I'm just so pleased by that. And when I hear someone coming to me, like, oh, I listen to your podcast. That's, an, that's the most, most amazing thing for me at all. So um, that, though, though, all of those will go into my, my positive folder. I, I did have a moment. Um, it was we had worked with some of the, the Star Trek bands, and often the radio station has the ability to travel to different conventions, whether they be in Frankfurt, London, Vegas, San Diego, New York, and... I had someone, when I was in Frankfurt at another convention, um, say to me that they listened to the radio station, and when we had broadcasted um, Sci-Fi Lie, a live concert, and Warp 11 the next night, it was one of those Halloween weekends, and they were doing a show on Friday, and they were doing a show on Saturday, and I just happened to have DJs in both cities, they said, I've never been able to hear these bands live, and that... And the fact that I got to listen to them on your station, you know, and they never come over to Europe was just so amazing. Please keep doing that. I loved it. And so I, that, I still remember that like three years later. For me, this is the, the first con that we've been to since our show has started. Uh, but what I found really gratifying is that a lot of the creators of the animated series and people who were doing things in the 70s have been thanking us for the podcast itself. You know, Dorothy Fontana was just like, I'm glad that somebody's actually paying attention to this and it isn't just disappearing. So that's been really gratifying to have the, the, the people who actually made what we're talking about, you know, excited that we're still discussing it and it's still live. So. Cool. Uh, I mean, for first, the, our patrons on Patreon. I mean, it's like, I thank you, our, you know, those... Financial supporters are, are, are always uh, something I'm very grateful for. So if you do, thank you so much. Um, 
you know, the other thing is seeing, like, I see Bruno back there, and every time he comes, you know, he's, he's always by the table. Mike, over here, I see you too. I mean, you know, these, these are frequent faces and friends of the show. And then uh, yesterday we were um, honored at one of the Star Trek Online fleets. Jay Galloway presented the team with uh, um, honorary ambassadorship to their fleet in Star Trek Online. And that was a very honoring and, and moving experience. Uh, and then another person who said listens to GNT, to Trek Radio, to Priority One said, you know, I've been listening to the show and your excitement about Vegas made me convince my wife to come to, to, to the 50th anniversary. Um, and, you know, I was glad to be a part of that, you know, to be able to have somebody be inspired and want to come and, and be, be at the convention. No, I don't think so. No commission? No commission. Need to give so. it. Just for some of the, the people out there who may not know that Star Trek Online, when you belong to a fleet in Star Trek Online, that fleet might be five people big. It might be thousands of people. It might be a multiple-layer league. What he's talking about is actually several thousand people who got together and, and gave them an ambassadorship. That's a big deal. Thank you. No, well, I mean, I, I think as we sort of, I, I don't know how close we are to the end of our time here, but, you know, one of the things that uh, Ken and Rod and I talked about before we launched Mission Log was what is the measure of our success? Now, nobody on this stage is getting rich from doing this. <laughs> I assume. If you are, please tell us how. Um, but, you know, we, we talked about uh, getting the show out there and all, all this feedback. You know, we know we're going to get feedback from people, but how do we know when we're doing something right? Is it a number? Is it the kind of feedback? Is it interaction? What is it for you guys that tell you, yes, I want to keep going, that I'm doing something right? I'll keep it really quick. It's the engagement, social media engagement. Engagement in person, that's, that's the success for us. I think as long as we're still having fun, even if it's just us talking to each other, that's, that's what we're going to keep doing. Yeah, I just want to echo that. As long as I'm still, you know, you know, turning on my mic and I'm like excited to be there and excited to talk about Star Trek, I will keep doing it even if no one is listening. So... And for us, it's again, we're still getting people who are asking us to have certain authors on, any book writers, any script writers, any kind of storytelling. Uh, as long as people keep asking us to um, have Dayton Ward still keep doing his Ask Dayton, which, by the way, send to hosts at gntshow.com. Um, it, it's always amazing to hear that people just want to hear uh, the continued and the continuing story of Star Trek. When Dan and I stopped laughing, Trek Geeks is over. That's really the benchmark. Coconut! Uh, last month, we just celebrated our six-year anniversary. So, you know, I don't, I don't know if we've made it. It's still, like you said earlier, it's surreal when people come up and, and they talk about things you did four years ago. Um, or, or three years ago, I know Elijah and Terry Lynn, when we brought the, the TNG bridge to Vegas, you know, I, I think you're always trying to challenge yourself and, and to keep growing your, your project. And so it, you don't know. It's sort of a nebulous thing. 
I think there's there's really two questions buried in there, John. I think you know one is, as you said, what makes you want to keep going and keep doing this, and the other is when has your podcast sort of made it, or where where do you consider it to be successful in the realm of podcasting? Um, and I think for the first one, it's just feedback. Period. Um, feedback is. Knowing that people are listening at all is what makes me want to keep doing it. I mean, I'm, I'd, I'd continue to have these conversations either way, but that just tells me whether or not to flip on the record switch, you know what I mean? Um, but I think you know whether you've made it as a successful podcast is something that's really hard to measure. Um, Actually, it's when I sat on the stage with you. Uh, right this second. Uh, feel the love. Feel the love. But I think the best metric, I mean, I'm sure we all have metrics on our podcast, how many listeners we're getting for each episode and things like that. And um, that can certainly help you understand who your listeners are and how many people are out there. But I think the measure of success for me is those particular interactions like we just discussed. Um, if someone comes to me and says, I listened to your deep dive podcast on the uh, Star Trek Generations and it really made me want to go back and rewatch the movie and it made me change my opinion about this or it made me think about a new aspect of it I hadn't considered before. That's the success. Great. Do we have time for a question or two? I hope so. Oh, we two have minutes. Two minutes. We have time. Minute. Okay, we got time for question. one question. One really quick question. Anybody? Okay. No? I have a question. Do Go you ahead. guys want to say where people can find you? And we'll make sure that we make it available for the notes for our, uh, when this po- comes yeah. out as a podcast. We'll do a quick, well. uh, quick roll call of where everybody can be found. Uh, you can find our podcast at womenatwarp.com. That's the easiest place. We're also on Facebook and Twitter. You can find Saturday Morning Trek on trek.fm. Priority one podcast.com. That's one the word, not the number. <laughs> uh, you can find the Shuttle Pod podcast at trekmovie.com on Twitter at trekmovie. We are on iTunes and in the Google Play Music Store. Uh, trekradio.net is where you can find our, our website and our live stream. We have an Android app, and if you're an iOS developer, we would like to develop an iOS app. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram, Trek Radio Official. And Twitter at Trek Radio. Uh, TrekGeeks.com and just about everywhere as Trek Geeks. Just like a virus. Pretty much. <laughs> and we are at GNTShow.com. We are on multiple platforms, but the easiest way to find out what platforms we are at is just to go to our website at GNTShow.com. And, of course, we would be dopes if we didn't say MissionLogPodcast.com is the place to find us. Uh, well, I thought we were going to do it from memory. Mission Log Podcast is produced by Roddenberry Entertainment, executive producer Rod Roddenberry. You can find out more at Roddenberry.com. For more exciting Star Trek podcasts, check out TrekFM.com. Oh, Trek.FM. And for the latest in Star Trek news and discussion, check out TrekMovie.com. You can reach us at MissionLogPodcast.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Skype at Mission. Log Pod, and you can call us at 323-522-5641. That number again, 323-522-5641. And as always, free when you call from work. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, let's hear it for the Mission Log Podcast and our panel of podcasters. Thank you.